try the farts earlier. Oh, that's going to cut some time off. Nice. Nice. All right. I got my flu shot today and uh, made me feel crummy, so I took a nice three-hour nap. 10.32 p.m. on a Monday in my first week of class. Done, over, and now I'm in my second week of class in, uh, in management. Uh, pretty sure I'm supposed to start reading a, a chapter that has to do with uh, business. Uh, so chapter three, I think, has got to do with uh, business strategies. So that's going to be good. Uh, let's see. I decided in my uh, delirium, I guess I wasn't delirium, just felt kind of crummy for a while. Uh, to try and give The Walking Dead another chance. When that show was on, oh, it was on. Those, uh, oh boy, how many seasons were there where I loved it? It was, oh uh, God, it was quite a few where it was just awesome. And then it got uh, less and less awesome. And I understand the uh, the need to not have... Uh, dead people biting you uh, be the main number one problem for 15 years of a TV show because uh, that won't sustain it. You need a little more interest. And so I really appreciated the post-society uh, animalistic plots, the... the, the uh, uh, tribal is probably the right way to say it. The the way people would group up and distrust other people and when the rules go away and society goes away and the electric grid and the ice cream manufacturing goes away and the freezer to keep it cold and when all of that goes away, what would happen? I, I appreciate a lot of that. Uh, I love the... I've seen so many videos on it. The 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 season many people gave up on the uh, the Negan introduction where he uh, beat to death two of the main characters and just uh, gutted the team uh, in terms of uh, you know taking uh, the winning team, the protagonist team, the can do team, and destroying them um i appreciated that i've seen a lot of how-to videos on why that went too far why you oh, what's that buzzing oh some bullshit is that my headphones oh, shit shit what is that sparkle let's shake this down here all right maybe that's gone so the you know, are you able to deconstruct a hero, build them up over seven seasons, and then have the big dog come and take them down to nothing? Uh, I didn't mind that at all. I I understand why people were so uh, fucking torn apart during those uh, two-part episodes. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I get it. Uh, that was... Uh, a time that lost a lot of people, but I was around for at least another season after that <clears throat> as they uh, 
get the upper hand uh, on Negan and get, uh, well, I won't, uh, spoil that. I got all the way through that, so is that season seven or season eight? And then after that, it just turned into a soap opera with, oh shit, I can't say retard. There's, I don't know if there's a terminology in storytelling or movie making where people, you, you need people to be stupid, really stupid, to, to get into an environment where they're in trouble. Um, or I feel like The Walking Dead kind of invented the, uh, not the jump scare, but well, here, I'll, I'll give you an example. For those of you who haven't seen the show, there are zombies. Uh, in this case, and I guess every zombie show makes up their own rules for zombies. I've seen zombies that are like superhuman strength, superhuman ability, superhuman reasoning. They just like turn them into monsters. Uh, the ultimate adversary. Uh, that's not what The Walking Dead is. They are basically... All their brain activity uh, ceases except for the little lizard part of their brains. And they're just... all oh, they, they can see and recognize uh, animals uh, slowly lumber their way to them. You know, bar barely enough. You know, they, they walk like toddlers. They act like toddlers. They're just single-focused on eating food. So they're not clever. They don't lay traps. They... The, the only real risk you have is if there's 10,000 of them and they're all coming at you and you're in the middle of a circle and you can't get out, uh, then they're just going to eventually uh, come down on you and tear you apart. And obviously a terrible uh, way to go in terms of uh, movie making. And they've shown enough of that. It's uh, awesome. Um but that said, that's that's the the world of the zombie. And so if you're walking down the road and then you decide to walk off into the trees and then like the camera's showing you there and you're looking like, oh, I'm, I'm super serious right now because I'm in a super serious scene. And then the camera pans and you turn around and there's a, a zombie... Uh, one foot away from you that it got the jump on you like i get it you can do when you're when you're when you're filming a show you can just not show the angle of a zombie until it's right there but you know in real life that somehow walking through the forest with leaves and sticks this six foot tall uh jellyfish is basically the the mental capacity of this thing no 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 finesse they're dragging their feet. They're doing all of this. But all of a sudden, when you know you could be dead at any second, there's this thing that just appears right behind you because when you've got a camera, you cannot show it approaching and just choose not to make the sounds that it would have made. And boom, now someone is fighting for their life in mortal hand-to-hand -hand combat with a, a dead zombie. And that's really that's the only way to have the the Walking Dead be a factor in the Walking Dead show. So I just, you know... So you got half soap opera and half stupid, implausible danger, and I stopped watching. And it's been a couple years, 
but I know it's coming to the end, and I thought, well, let me... T tonight, I'm like, let me try to pick up where I left off, and that was shit. And so I skipped to the end of the season. It was like a snowstorm, which I thought was interesting because there's been 10 years of this show taking place in like Virginia and Georgia and they haven't shown snow yet and it's just I think it's just been sweltering hot which is interesting because yeah like now I'm looking at like so season nine is called the storm and there's a snowstorm and basically people who have never uh it looks like who have never been through a storm before who had no idea that it, w it could possibly snow real hard and that they wouldn't have provisions suddenly 10 years later. Hey, this isn't a good place to live out the winter. And so in the middle of the winter, they decide to walk across. They get caught in the snow. Uh, they go in a cabin, but the chimney is so filled with... Uh, it, the chimney hasn't had a good cleaning, so now it explodes and spits out. It literally explodes... Uh, and spits out toxic fumes uh, because it hasn't been cleaned. And I don't know how real that is. I kind of would have assumed that humans would have stopped using chimneys if uh, if a few years of un unmaintained chimneys resulted A, in explosions in the room, and B, uh, toxic gas. And so I don't know. It's just... I, I appreciate now more than ever what the, them ending Breaking Bad when they did. The idea of them stretching it out another 10 years and trying to have Walter White come up with uh, harebrained schemes for, for problems uh, indefinitely. <sighs> but yeah, like I was saying, the, the last episode, they were in a blizzard. They were sitting it out. They were. They finally get to where they're going, and there's a speech like, "This is the winter of our discontent," and blah blah blah. But we're gonna imagine the summer that will follow. And now we're in episode one of the the next season, and it's it's hot outside. Uh, they're back walking through wherever they're walking through, and I know they don't necessarily do linear storytelling, but. I'm, let's see how many minutes in. Yeah, I'm, I'm 11 minutes into the next episode, so it's clearly not just the intro. Uh, they decided to just skip the rest of the winter scene, and they're done with that there. It's not the winter anymore. Uh, back to summer. They, they live through the winter, maybe, or I don't know, maybe a jump through it, but it's... <sighs> I don't know. We just had another scene where there's two people riding along on a horse, and then they hear some dead, like, bah, bah, bah. and then there's the guy like, well, I've got a, I got my sword, so I'm going to go up to that group of dead people. I'm going to get right in the middle of all three of them. Just fucking get right in the middle of all three of them, and then start swinging my sword. And... You know, I guess jellyfish is the wrong. I, I mean the the mental uh, ability of a jellyfish. So just imagine. Here, here's here's what I'll say. Imagine uh, your great grandmother. She's a hundred and four, 
She can barely walk. And if she bites you, you die. That's that's what we got here. And she's like you got the the mental capacity of uh and and the uh, coordination of a toddler. And she's coming at you and you've got a 3 foot long sword and all you got to do is just like lightly touch them on the head with the sword and then their head will fly off because that's also the rules that craniums don't don't work as they used to in the show that you can just uh go through a skull like butter you can have a a, a pixie stick and stab someone in the head and they they'll uh die so so that's that's what you're up against um as long as they don't bite you or eat you yeah you're gonna live and all you gotta do is have your three foot sword and kill three hundred and fifteen year old uh bitey grandmas and somehow this guy ends up uh <laughs> over overrun <laughs> i'm like i can't i can't do it i can't i don't we need to invent a term for uh making you like people and then making them so stupid that they that they face the challenge like i guess i didn't realize that the zombies they created in season one were going to be so limited in terms of making you think uh oh shit this is an entertaining show that i got to get my way through which again is why i like you know like negan and the governor and all these um people who don't consider themselves the bad guys they're just doing what's right by their clan and there's distrust everywhere and all that matters is make sure that you protect your family like i i love that part of it um till it till it turned into a soap opera uh yeah like the main driving one of the main driving things is this is couple and they're having a stressful time and they want they want some time alone to try and work on their marriage and like <sighs> I don't I thought I'd do that one I that's fuck that's a good sound I didn't uh, turn it up there you go this is the uh, the soundtrack to The Walking Dead right here so that's it I uh my understanding is there's, what, season 10, season 11? Is season 11 the last one? Let me ask the internet. Oh, it's funny. I saw this, uh, this really funny comment. There was an ad on social media for a search engine that basically said, like, uh, it's like Google just wants you to see the tip of the iceberg, but we'll give you the search results uh, that... Uh, the the big companies don't want you to see and like yeah no I, I i i appreciate the effectiveness of a of an ad campaign like that uh i also uh know full well i've, I've seen the uh the research that google absolutely 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 uh engages in data selection i could do a a podcast on that that uh they they do not just let you find what you're looking for. There is a ranking system that is anything but uh, uh, politically unbiased. And so I, I, I get that. Um, 
and but I wanted to see the comments because too often someone who says I've had it with Google's bullshit ends up just creating the uh, the uh, conservative bullshit bubble. Um, very few people actually just end up with a nope. This is a free speech platform. It's usually a if you've had enough with the, the left-leaning echo chamber, here's a right-leaning echo chamber for you, which is unfortunate. But, uh, so I was looking at the comments for the ad because I wanted to get a sense of uh, what this site was about. And the top comment, uh, I did this on Facebook, the top comment was uh, someone basically making the point that nobody uses the internet to learn what's true or what's going on, except maybe stupid Trump supporters. Um, and I, I was just like, that's the most inaccurate statement. Like, is, is there an award for not just wrong, but like, what's, what's, what's the most wrong that wrong can be? The, the assertion that nobody uses the internet to find out what's going on or like has the expectation of learning news or facts or you know they said you know every, everyone just uses the internet for entertainment or diversion nobody wants nobody nobody expects <laughs> like yeah 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 that's how people use the internet no one expects to be able to find anything true here that's for sure uh at all anywhere because we all just use it to watch uh uh, Netflix, uh, bad bad shows on Netflix and cat videos. There's no expectation of uh, information. Um, yeah, go go tell the CDC that that uh, nobody expects to find anything truthful on the internet. Like I get like social media, and I, this is the point I made. Is like I don't expect to get unbiased uh, stuff. Uh, they talk about the apples just falling off the tree. Like, I don't expect to just open Facebook and have Facebook algorithms give me, uh, the whole story. I expect, uh, I expect whoever's paying for it and or the people in charge of the algorithm at Facebook to be trying to do something. I don't think anyone's sitting at home uh, writing code going, oh, God, I just wish people had access to all of the truth out there so they could make up their own mind. I don't, there's not a fucker out there who's getting behind that. Uh, but I'm not bitter. So, uh, so I get it. I get the idea that Facebook and social media platforms governed by the algorithm are not there to provide everyone all the evidence and let them think for themselves. That is not the point of any algorithm-driven website. But, uh, that said, uh, social media is not the internet. Uh, so you can't say that nobody should ever expect to be able to learn something factual on the internet. That is not what was advertised. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're told that this is supposed to bring all of us together into this big, uh, you know, I, I can now be one hop away from a uh, 
Can you say Eskimo? That that hasn't become uh, offensive. Uh, Alaska Native. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be insensitive. I, I'm not even going to start to list people out uh, by the names I'm used to in, from the different regions because I don't know what's offensive anymore. Uh, but a uh, a person native to a tribe in Africa or to a tribe in South America or you know, it's just we're supposed to now be one hop away from directly communicating and learning from directly from their mouths what life's like, what their beliefs are like, what their culture is, you know. The internet was supposed to bring us together. It's not just supposed to be cat videos in The Walking Dead. So uh, what I have to say to that dude who has the number one comment on Facebook uh, that no one wants to use the internet for anything other than having fun. Uh, wrong, wrongest, wrongest comment uh, on the platform I've ever seen. So there you have it. Um, drink some of my water. <clears throat> Along these lines, I want to talk about. I heard. Um, I heard uh, Jordan Peterson talking about truth, and there was a book he was mentioning, which talked about. Is it the the wealth of nations? I've got it in my list now. I've been reading about that book. Let me pull up my lists because it's in my list. The Wealth and Poverty of Nations. Why Some Are So Rich and Some So Poor. By David S. Landes, Landis, L-A-N-D-E-S. I haven't read it yet. Uh, but Jordan, his simplification... Hold on. Uh, drank my bubbled water. Now I'm... I've sown the bubbled water, now I'm reaping the belches. So Jordan's, Jordan's idea was, the way he summarized this book is that uh, truth and trust, not truth, trust. Did I say truth? Sometimes I listen back to my podcasts and I go, God damn, why, why did I say those words? Because those weren't the words I was thinking. And uh, now I'm sitting here wondering if I said truth or trust. I meant trust. That... A nation to prosper needs to have the right balance of freedom and trust that you need to be able to trust. If you're going to go into a store and buy something, you have to be able to trust that the person working at the store is not trying to fuck you over. That the person who made the product isn't trying to fuck over the guy who owns the store or you. That, you know, you have to... Generally, one person to another. And, you know, just in your peers, the people you buy from, your leaders, uh, obviously the news people. And I'm, I'm adding more details now. But the, the idea that if you trust people that's when you're really able to, and he didn't go into this either, but I'm just extrapolating out. That's when you can focus the most on what you do best and let everyone else focus on what they do best and you get 
the maximum output because you know if you don't have that then everyone just has to provide their own food and so everyone's gardening and raising crops and livestock all day because they don't trust anyone else to take care of it you know the, the the reason why we have iPhones is because the people at the Apple company trust that someone else is going to make sure that there's electricity and clean water and flushing toilets and poultry and it's probably soy and tofu uh, at the local uh, world market um, or Trader Joe's. So uh, that's how we get all this awesome stuff. That's where civilization and, and, and I'm simplifying one sentence that Jordan Peterson said that he said it was in a book that I didn't read and I've read all kinds of stuff I can read about the book on Amazon and it's like 600 pages long so I'm not just going to casually thumb through that 658 pages uh, but it goes into all kinds of different things and then I'm reading the comments and uh, I think the the main complaint I've seen is people are, are bitching that it seems to be western centric uh, but it is you know the books like how, how did the western societies in Japan achieve what they achieved while uh, I don't know I don't know if it calls out like Mogadishu and Venezuela. It's like, well, how did these places become shitholes or, or stay shitholes while the rest of the world grew up around them? Because it wasn't that places that are shitholes today weren't the thriving metropolis, the, the center of world knowledge a thousand years ago. You know, how, how, how does that change? And uh, I don't know. It's a, a fabulous idea for trust. I've really oversold the intro to trust but i've been thinking about that the last couple of days while i've been walking the neighborhood looking for donuts um who i trust who i don't trust how how is trust built and you can pick anyone you know from a politician reading a speech someone doing news some asshole with the number one comment uh someone making a website purporting to have all the the facts uh kind of all of that you know it it comes down to trust and part of part of the problem we have is that we don't um well with everything being as political as it is if we just know someone's on our side uh there's little little shortcuts uh we give in our speech like, you know, if, if someone, if, if there's a politician talking, you know, I'm looking like, are they going to talk about, uh, what, are they, what, what are they talking about that's important? Is it border security or is it uh, environmentalism and equity? <clears throat> and we're just looking for, for the cues that say, are you on my side or their side? And once you're on my side, then I basically trust you implicitly because why why wouldn't i and then i've got the hard part because i'm not on either side uh i hate everyone equally and so when i hear the keywords that people use to announce you know like the the old soldiers would have a red uniform or a blue uniform if the it was the french and the english fighting each other people would just get their 
their uniforms out now to say whether on they're on the red side or the blue side, and then you know friend or foe, and that's all the information you really need. Just like just just give me something so I can get mad at uh, at the other side. That's something I heard too. Um, the idea is that our differences are being weaponized against us. That people on the left and the right are like 95% the same. But that 5% that's different is all that matters in the news, all that matters in social media. Uh, our focusing on that 5% as if that's what makes or breaks society. Uh so that we can get so mad that all we ask is that the other side, you know, all I want is a politician who's not on that other side. That's, that's what I think it's all about. You know, like if, if I elect a representative and the only thing I need them to do is not be from the other side. And then I don't have to ask them like, Hey, are you taking care of the shit I care about? You know, I just need to make sure that they're, uh, saying the right keywords in their speeches. Uh, I think that's what what most of this is about. Because, you know, politicians don't, you know, they want you to vote for you for them, but they don't want to, like, find out what you want them to do and, like, try to solve the problems. They just, you know, want to get reelected. Uh, and I'm oversimplifying, but they definitely don't want to do everything and there's you know a lot of compromises and a lot of hard work that comes in you know like hey i got potholes on my road uh where's the money for that and it's like oh well i've got money for 50 million other things and what's the right thing to get done and not everyone's going to get happy so i don't want to act like it's very easy for me to be cynical and say politicians just don't give a shit um cuz I, I i don't believe that they they do, well, if they come from a place and want to represent that place and stay connected to that place and keep trying to improve that place, then that's cool. You know, if they just go off to Washington, D.C. and deal in super lofty uh, legislation that nobody reads, you know, stuff like that. You know, so there's at least two types of politicians. I don't want to act like they're all just uh, trying to get their name in the paper and make a hundred million dollars before they retire. So, uh, but yeah, if you, if you look at the, the politicians, you know, how do you trust them? What, what does it mean to trust them? You know, and, uh, cause that's, that's what I was thinking about while I was, while I was getting donuts. I'm like, well, what's the, if I could cut through the, you're on my team, so I trust you. Uh, because that only works if you don't really care what they're saying. Like if someone's saying, yay, equity, or someone's saying, yay, border security, or, uh, and, and then you clap. That's the, I learned about that at church where you just like, you sing a worship tune and then you clap your hands and you have a revitalizing experience where you, you know, you remind yourself and I, I, it sounds like I'm putting a stink on it. I'm not. It's, you know, it's a very centering um, experience. It's a very life. It's like, it's like meditating and the benefits of that. It's good to do it, but you haven't, you haven't changed the world by doing it. You haven't, 
informed anyone. You haven't done all you've done is uh, kind of you know a recitation of your goals, and this is what I stand for, and other people stand for it, and we're all in this together, and woohoo! And it's like I mean. Nothing wrong with it, but if that's, you know, if you do that for 40 years and that's all you got to show for it is like, I really made people who agree with me feel well, uh, that, that ain't, that ain't no fucking legacy. So assholes. So that, that's it. The, what I'm coming down to is like, well, do I trust someone? Well, do, do they, do I feel like they're going to tell me the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? That they're not just telling me what what they want me to hear because they want me to think a certain way. And if you don't have that trust, then, you know, really, what good are the, are the people? They're just like uh, the music worship leaders who are there to... Uh... I also had this, like, with salespeople. Like, if, if, you, if you work at a company that sells stuff and you got... Especially if you have to be a, a shitty salesperson and trick people into buying stuff, like, that's such a demoralizing job. People know that they're slimy pieces of shit when they do that. So one of the main jobs of the manager is to have little pep rallies and... Uh, celebrations and team building and hey let's tell everyone why uh, why this is really such a good thing like I, I don't need that in my job I don't need to be reminded why what I'm doing uh, is a good thing I don't need a party every week uh, telling me to, to uh, <laughs> re, re, reinvigorate me um, I mean sometimes it, it, yeah because you get Every now and then, you do get frustrated, and you, the paperwork and the bullshit, and then, because I, I work in medical, and the fucking paperwork's soul-crushing, and so every now and then hearing, you know, here's a story of someone whose life was saved by this product. You're like, oh shit, that's right, that's what I'm doing. So it's, it's a nice recentering, as opposed to just the boss making up bullshit reasons why what I'm doing is so great. So I, I, I get it, but people, people need their ceremonies, their, their time of reflection, their time to come together with other people who believe what they believe and be told, aren't we great for believing this? Uh, but, but again, if, if that's all, if that's all you have to offer, uh, then the trust is gone. If I can, you know, if I'm, if I'm like, hey, I need potholes filled, and your answer is, oh, we're so good because here's the, um, here's the list of things that we all believe in common. I'm like, yeah, well, that doesn't help the fact that, that uh, my car is getting destroyed because I'm driving through potholes. Can we get some results? Can we get some action here that's not just uh, a circle jerk? So that's as I figure out how to talk about politics without talking about politics. Those are the two big ideas I've had the last couple of days. That One being trust. How do I earn trust? How do I live my life? So that people people can disagree with me, 
but they oh and they can think whatever they think but i don't want to give the impression that i'm lying about what i believe because uh i believe inconsistent things and if i hide the inconsistencies and just uh spout the parts that of the world that reaffirm what i believe and that push people to the same conclusions that i made uh you know how do you how do you trust that so you can disagree with someone but still know that they're really being honest about what they believe i, I respect that a lot more um so that's that's one of the ideas and the other idea is uh, the algorithm-driven websites and the media and stuff like that trying to weaponize our differences against each other. Because um, that's what you guys need to understand. It was not like this. Uh, when I was when I was eighteen, it was it, my life was not defined by the causes the political causes, how many posts I make, or how, how many times I say something that reaffirms a talking point for a political party's website, uh, my need to educate people. Um, life was not like this 30 years ago at all. I mean, there were obviously some assholes like it, but like now it's the only currency that matters. Uh, you know, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about that? Like, no, I'm, I'm not doing what you think I should be doing about it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, uh, as I try to fantasize, how do we get back to a world where we assume good faith, uh, gestures from the people, uh, from our neighbors, from our family members, people who maybe voted for a different candidate than we voted for, but are 95% the same way we are, have the same concerns we have, and not being told to ignore the 95% and only focus on the 5% and think of the oh, those all those other people as your enemy because of that 5% difference. How do we... How do we get back to that? And I am... I will say, you know, the, I, I've done a couple podcasts with teenagers. I, I rarely get the chance to sit down with teenagers and find out what they really think in an honest way where they're not, uh, where they don't feel the need, you know, because most of my interactions on social media and, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to get into the lives of teenagers, uh, and I know when I see what they're saying on social media, you got the uh, the complexity that they're not being themselves. Like, there's n nothing's faker than Twitter. And I know most teenagers aren't using it, but the idea that someone's really sit down thinking about what they believed and then just sharing that instead of going, uh, I want to get something today, let me figure out the right tweet to accomplish my goal. You know, that's what Twitter is. Twitter is strategic marketing people trying to accomplish goals and then writing 200 and whatever characters at a time messages to 
brand themselves and uh, jockey jockey for uh, whatever it is they're, they're aiming for. And Instagram can be like that. Uh, hopefully it's still just like pictures of stuff you're doing in your world, in your life, but... The, the, my, my ability, you know, cause I, I wonder, I, I see like, there's only one way you can think, uh, there's two groups of people and they did both just have one way you can think and wondering, okay, are the kids falling for it? And I, uh, all of this to say, this is where I was going with this is that as, as I've spent time, uh, hearing kids on their own terms, not, not the famous ones, not the influencers, Cause that's it. I've heard, I've heard the influencers and you become an influencer by playing that game. The non-influencers I've talked to, the friends of my daughter, uh, ones at the theater, uh, I've got a lot of hope because they aren't just, uh, mindlessly repeating what they're told to say. Like, there used to be this band uh, that used to rage against the machine. Uh, and now I'd, I'd call them the machine. I know they're still out there. They're still playing shows, but they... Uh, I was going to call them the machine. There used to be the... The, the idea when I was growing up is, uh, you know, fuck authority. Fuck doing what you're told. And now it's like, if if you don't... Uh, if you don't say what authority wants you to say, I'm going to cancel my Spotify account. <laughs> if Spotify lets someone question authority, I'm going to cancel my Spotify account. So that's, that's where we're at now. So the punk in me is, is dead. Um, because that's what I thought was happening. But I'm, that's my point is it's not as bad as I thought because people who aren't influencers actually do seem to still have that uh, questioning authority uh, vibe going on. So that's it. That's the happy note I want to end on, is that my, my fear that the cock smokers running the algorithms who are trying to make the quote-unquote natural world align with their priorities and weaponize our microscopic differences against each other and make society about those differences uh, that those people are not getting the effect that they want with the young people that young people because that, that's the thing is young people you need to you need to figure out what's wrong with the world and fix it and the piece of shit CEO of Twitter and Google who want to convince you of what the problems are. Uh, and But do it in such a way that you think you came up with the idea. You know, that's the, the masterful manipulator. I learned that as a manager. If you, if you really want someone to change, you have the conversation in such a way as they they believe they came up with the answer that you want them to come up with because now they're owning it. Because if you just tell them something, they're like, well, who are you to tell me? But if you just ask a series of questions that lead them down a path, uh, they feel like they've had an epiphany 
And that's way, you're going to get way better results that way. And that's what I feel like social media and the algorithms are doing is trying to have us discover in quotes what the world's really all about when they're telling us what the world's really all about, but not just exactly saying it, just making it seem like here's all the facts you can, you can see that back that up and facts that challenge that just, whoops, they don't seep through. So that's, that's what I'm happy about is that, uh, that the, the youth today does not seem to be falling hook, line and sinker for the, the bullshit that my generation is, is focusing on every, everyone, my age, everyone who's, 45 and older actually believes that the most important shit in the world is stuff that happens that's talked about on Facebook. Um, so that's, that's what you get is, uh, <laughs> I think, I think the teenagers today realize they have to, they have to present themselves a certain way or they're going to get bullshit from their peers, but they don't have to believe it. Whereas my generation thinks they have to believe it. So keep keep up the good work. Uh, keep questioning authority. Keep asking yourself what matters to you because that's your job. If you're under the age of 25, you have to be figuring out what matters to you because everyone's going in your life's going to be telling you what matters to them in such a way that it's clear that it's supposed to be what matters to you. And... Your, your job is to process that all and internalize it and then figure out what it is you believe. And not just what you believe, but what's important to you. We can't all solve all the world's problems. We have to find the things that matter most to us because you can't... Like, if you want to change the world, you got to fucking read, like, 800 books. Because the world is not so simple that you can just have an opinion like hey have you thought of uh taking care of the homeless uh if you think there's homeless people out there just because no one cares and we're not trying to make beds and spend money on it uh then you have no clue what's going on if you really want to do something about the homeless you got to understand what we're doing what's been tried you got to read a shit zillion books you got to go out there, you got to try your ideas, and then maybe if you're lucky, you'll have one little thing that will push the bar in a little right direction. And that's what it takes, because you're not the only person who's got heart. So you can't do this with every cause that you care about. You can't get in there and really make a difference, because there's only so many hours in the day. So figure out, and you're not supposed to. Like, that's the thing. One of my wife's friends asked her, well, what are you doing about it for whatever they were talking about? And it's like, you don't have to do something about everything. You have to figure out what matters to you. And it's not going to be the exact same thing that matters to the person next to you. And that's fine. They don't get to act like you're an asshole because you don't do what they think you should do that you're not fighting for their exact cause so that's it that's my that's my encouragement and uh, my encouragement again is that uh, 
And I don't know why I think any different. I'm just so scared of these technologies. But, you know, my, my generation figured it out. You'll have a good 15, 20 years where you can matter. And then you'll get old like me. And then you'll be duped. And you'll be cynical. Uh, but you've got a good 20 years for, from now till then. Learn. Learn about the world. Learn how it got to be the way it is now. Figure out what it is you'd want to change and then how you'd want to do it and do it for you because you think it's the right thing to do. All right, that's it. I'm not going to end on a fart. Or should I? That's a hard question. <laughs>